Gentlemen, welcome back. Happy Memorial. No, happy Thursday. It's happy, <laughs> happy Thursday. Recording Oops. on a Memorial Day. But, uh, yeah. uh, Memorial yeah, Day was three break, days let's ago. Let's break man. the fourth wall tonight. It's, yeah, it's, okay. it's Memorial Day. It's true. It's true. How we doing? Jay, how are you? I, I've been better. I've been better, but I, okay. I can say I've been worse, too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, man. It was Even a tough Steven. week in the Rossman household any, last any week. Any updates you want to provide? Well, starting last Monday, my wife came home and said, they sent me home. She took a test. Positive. Oh, COVID. No. Positive. That's the way my week started. Oh, okay. Bird oh, Clock oh, oh. is nothing but sympathy for you right now. Yeah, Thank yeah. you, Bird Clock. I appreciate that. I really Bo- do. Bo- Bo- <laughs> Bird Clock's asking if she was vaccinated. <laughs> she was. Vaxxed and boosted. Thank mm. you, Bird Excellent. Clock. Excellent. Yeah, so then the clock was just ticking, you know, because yeah. I'm around my, my wife quite a bit. I imagine. Um, so, yeah, it was, uh, I held out strong until, I guess it was Thursday. Yeah. Thursday. Finally took the test and uh, got the big C, baby. Oh, oh. man. Yeah, man. Oh. I, I, it was like so weird because I'd, I'd been free and clear from it for two years, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now that it finally just kind of came back around to, to Maryland, and it just seems like it's hitting like all the people that it didn't hit yeah. on the first couple go rounds. Yep. You know, it's just hitting everybody in our neighborhood and everybody in, our, in my wife's school. And mm-hmm. so. Yeah, man, it was, uh, in addition to taking care of our kids, who, of course, also got it as well. My, you know, my 10, 10-month-old daughter got yeah. it. And my, she doing? She's, she's better now. She's okay. better now. Just congestion, really bad congestion. Oh. And my uh, four-year-old son, he mm-hmm. also got it, and it was, you know, a lot of long nights. And then I got mm. it. And, you know, you don't want to be around me whenever I'm sick. Dejan knows that. But um, <laughs> Who? Hold on. Who? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um so yeah no i'm Fourth on the other side down. <laughs> I, I can tell you i can tell you it was um it was crazy it was uh i lost my sense of taste did you i did i did is it coming it back the, it is it's 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 starting to come back today but that was mm. probably the weirdest thing other than that it was just kind of like a really bad cold and flu um right. i'm not downplaying the seriousness of it for people who who have um compromised immune systems Mm -hmm. but for me it was you know one day of like really really feeling crappy and then i kind of rebounded i'm back but the loss of taste was really awful especially on a memorial day weekend yeah i bet (laughs) and i got a new grill and a new smoker i was like man and i couldn't taste any of it it was awful (laughs) so uh yeah everybody's got their um their pop filters on right so you're mm-hmm. not catching any mm-hmm. of this yep. on the other yep. side? Because this is officially day, f- yep. this is mm-hmm. day five for me, I think. Okay. According right to the on. CDC. So. Gregory. Yeah. Hey now. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. I had a fun little weekend. I had a gig up in, uh, it, was a, it was a wedding gig up in Pioneer Town. Okay. Like, uh, which is near Joshua Tree. Mm. Is, that a re- is that a real town? Or is that it just is. like a yeah, yeah, yeah. resort town? No, 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 no! It's 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 the real deal, and it's at, there's actually a venue up there called Pappy and Harriet's that you might Pappy have heard and of. Harriet's. Have you ever heard of it? We should do Bienvenue about it, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like kind of legendary. Um, All right. And uh, the wedding was like a mile from there, so 
it was kind of cool just passing it. And on my way home after the wedding, I uh, I passed it, and somebody was rocking. I don't know who was playing there, but like a lot of legends have played there. It, wow. It's like it, it holds like maybe five hundred people. It's it's it, um, not a big venue. small, yeah, not a big venue in the middle of nowhere. Uh, you know, and Joshua Tree, if you've never been out there, is just kind of like it's so open and so silent, um, and it's just full of rocks and you know th- throughout the day as you gaze upon these like rocks time will go by you'll look at the same rock formation again and the sun is hitting it totally differently so you're like what what like you know, it's just it's a beautiful place that's yeah. cool. um so i was excited to go out there <laughs> i got out there and it, we, there were some obstacles like you know a, the a band is only as strong as its weakest member right okay <laughs> and these and these and these uh, gigs that I take sometimes I don't know anybody mm-hmm, sure. you know and uh, I just assume that they're professional hardworking, uh, <laughs> punct- uh, punctual people As you and, uh, and uh, one person one person was kind of a problem uh, but uh, what instrument was it was I don't think he's ever going to hear this so it was the drummer and oh, no. was, of course oh, it was no. yeah and he was he was kind of new to the game and for some he, he told the organizer they had a PA, so the organizer said, oh, you can run the ceremony sound. So oh, there's no. like the live band sound, and then there's the ceremony sound, which oh, is like really no. important for a yeah. wedding, you oh. know? And so oh. I showed up like an hour before the band was supposed to be like done being checked, and I was kind of like, mm, you know, like I'm kind of cutting it close, but I've got time. I showed up, and I'm like, oh, hi, I'm here with the band where are we setting up and she's like oh you guys will be setting up over there it was like a rug in the dirt (laughs) (laughs) okay i was like you gotta be Uh i mean listen i wasn't i wasn't tripping or anything but i was like oh i I, I was more surprised that i was the first one there and i'm like aren't guests supposed to be arriving in like an hour whatever you know it's not really my i'm there to play guitar you know that's 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 all i've that's all i've signed up for so the uh, the rest of the band starts showing up, and uh, one of the singers is actually running the band sound, right? So she has equipment with her in her car, and I don't know her. And her name is Louise, and she's turns out she's like amazing at sound, like one of the best oh, wow. sound people I've ever oh, seen. Wow, wow. <laughs> you know? But I she, thought you were gonna say amazing at singing, but at that sound, too. That's, that's, that's even that better. too. She was a finalist on The Voice in Australia. She's like, no, she's yeah, like the, the, the thing is that that's what's fun about those LA wedding gigs because you're just like, if you're a singer in LA, you usually are like really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's I mean I have to you know I, stylistically, you yeah, yeah. Uh, or stylistically that can be a you know whatever they they might be into stuff that I'm not, but just technically as a singer, you're like whoa. Yeah, yeah. Usually, nine times out of ten, that's been my experience. Luckily, so we realized this this drummer was going to be late with the ceremony sound, and she like just rigged up a whole like a kind of a makeshift PA for the other section from the band PA, and then brought Beautiful. it back. Beautiful. And then finally, when the band was like all there and ready to play, we sounded amazing. It all worked out in the end. Beautiful. Uh, you'll, you'll you'll love this too. Real quick, the, the, they had three like requests. Uh, the f- for like the dances and the first one was Harvest Moon by Neil Young so that was really nice yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. and nice. then Landslide and now these are all songs that I like teach a lot so I was like ah, you know no problem sure and then they wanted Day Tripper ah, which I thought, Day Tripper yeah really uh, yeah and man I, I went into Day Tripper and I gotta say I was like man did you get the intro right 
Of course, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, <laughs> look, I, I teach the song. You know, I've I've worked on it yeah. so diligently with people. All right, all right. That is like, did that's the drummer song, get the intro right? He, dude, this guy, he was late, but he played the all right. out of the drums, man. This guy was Excellent. unbelievable. He's and he looked, he showed up looking like Anderson Pock. And I was like, okay, that's really great, but like, can you get here on time? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, so it, but it was it's tiring, man, because it's like a two and a half hour drive. So I did the whole wedding and then came back, and you know, some those kind of gigs are they're fun, but whew, they take yeah. they take it out of you. Yeah. Agree, so anyway, but you would have loved you would have really liked this day tripper. It was we really rocked it. Nice, um, nice, beautiful. So yeah, that was fun, and it's it, it. I would highly recommend Pioneer Town, Joshua Tree. That area, if, if anyone's ever been curious to go, it's it's somewhere I've been lucky enough to visit a few times now, and Beautiful. always so blows it me out. away. Yeah. Beautiful. And that brings us to Mr. Klein. Hi there. How are you, sir? How doing, was your Memorial Day weekend? Doing good. I went down to my brothers in Virginia and uh, had a nice weekend there. And yeah, man, it was all the kids. Kids the whole weekend. Lots awesome. of play. Got the yard mode at some point. Listen to a lot of a particular album that exci- I'm excited to talk to uh, talk about tonight. Oh, so, good. Oh, good. Um, good. Yeah, yeah. It was a good weekend. All right. The new Kendrick Lamar <laughs> with the fam. That's the one. Yeah. Actually, Omnium Gatherum. I'm coming back around. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, just <laughs> all day, just on repeat. Uh-huh. Oh gosh, I have a lot to tell you about um, my my personal journey uh, with. Oh uh, god, I'm so King excited Gizzard. for a follow up on this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, that's boy. for next week, though. Yes, indeed. Okay. What's um, going on this week then? For this week, let's get this bad boy started. All right. All right. Yes, that's right. For one reason or another, you are tuned back into You Should Check It Out. This is episode 147 coming at you on a Thursday or a Monday or however you choose to look at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my name is Jay. I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. And man, we have something pretty awesome for you this week uh we're doing something a little bit different a friend of mine one of my best friends in the world reached out to me and uh he mentioned that his band had a uh, brand new album coming out mm-hmm. here in a couple weeks and we had a chance to listen to it and i think we'd like to spend the episode kind of talking about this album and talking with the creator or one of the co-creators of said album what do you okay. guys say well, yeah. I mean, that's that all depends on if he's available. <laughs> did anybody, did anybody call him? Where is oh, he? To, is he to, which coast is he on? I don't. I mean, who well, are we? Greg, who he was, are we he's on the West about? Coast. We assumed that you were going to touch base with him. I, I was busy. I was just telling you. Right. Yeah, that wedding thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, okay, what, it's well, like it's like seven o'clock. I'm sure it's Memorial Day. He can't be doing anything. I mean, it's, should we just give it a shot? I don't want to be rude, but you know. <laughs> I guess we could try uh, call him okay. out. Just cold call. I mean, it's either that or we just sure. don't do one. To, this we could just wrap it up now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. Greg, why don't you tell the fine folks how to get into <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. Oh, we're good. Okay. All right. Uh, let's give him a shot. I got his number pulled up here. Uh, one second here. Is it? It's been a while. Looks yeah. like we fired up the old landline. Mm. Forget how to use this thing. The two's the oh. one that looks like a two. Mm-hmm. Right. Got it. Right. All right. Here we go. Gotta unmute, bro. You gotta unmute. (laughs) 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 Uncle Leo, is that you? (laughs) Hello! (laughs) 
<laughs> hey, don't hello. Put, don't put COVID <laughs> on that microphone. Good God, man. Tayshawn Romani. Hey, How buddy. are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing great. Yeah, man. I'm nice. doing wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, there you are. There you are. Somehow. I can see you. It's I gotta to tell you, you man, it is great to hear your voice and it is great to see your face. Man, it's been a second. It's been many moons, sir. It has. You were uh, one of our first guests on this year's podcast. Ah, that's true. Is that right? Yeah. How so? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think maybe three or four, maybe number three or four. We'll and you're still insured? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> we got there. We're insured? No, man. Dude, Tejan Romanic is the uh, co founder and co-musician of the Wild Wild Wets, a San Diego-based band. Ooh. Ooh. Very nice. Who have just released, and I don't want to get this wrong, is this, the, is this your third full length? This is our third LP. Nice. Third LP called Love Always. Man, Excellent. and I got to tell you, man, I am in love with this record. It really sounds fantastic. I hope so. And that is not just coming from a place of me being your good friend. This is a really spectacular record. I'm really proud of you. John, that means a lot, Mr. J. Rossman. I appreciate that. Right I, ha- I have at times loved this record and hated it and loved it again <laughs> and hated it again and loved it okay. again and then hated it a lot. And then mm-hmm. now that it's out, I really love I love it. You do I, love it. The- I just love that it's not mine anymore. Well, it's, not, it's not my problem anymore. <laughs> How do you want to right. talk about this thing, man? How do you want to? How do you want to go through this? <clears throat> I would love to go right down the uh, tracks, right down okay. the song listing, just because that was kind of like a paramount part of it. I think for me, okay. it, it always is for us. Like um, every track al- order. Yeah, I think every album we've ever done and every show we've ever played. That's mm. this is like my favorite part of all of that is like the sequencing. Yeah. Okay. I just love that. I've always like how loved you that. stitch them together, how they, how yeah. one leads to the next. It's great, you know. Like uh, there were some playlists I heard where you hear Beck's voice talking about how the albums don't matter anymore because everything's like an infinite repeat playlist, and I love that too. I love that. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. random. I live on chaos and randomness, but I mm-hmm. love that the album is like a curated sit the f- down moment, and you have to. Mm-hmm. You you got DJ yeah. in you, man. You got DJ in your yeah. DNA. Like I remember doing those uh, sets with you over at that bar on the east side of Baltimore, where the, where they did the pickle shots. I can't remember the Idle name. Hour. Idle Hour. Yes, that's one of that's my favorite it. places in the whole universe. Those were great really? times, right? Those were <laughs> great nights, and, and like I just exists. remember you you killing it on the boards, man. Sometimes. Playing the music that people wanted to hear. <laughs> Not that they knew they did. <laughs> well, sure, they might argue with you on that point, but uh, <laughs> but at the end of the day, if it makes it like a more memorable experience, as we like to say in all these industries, yeah, man, it's, it's good. I think experiences are important, right? I mean, Jimmy's the best, right? He knew it's the Jimi Hendrix experience, dude. You gotta, <laughs> you have to experience mm-hmm. it. That's right. Indeed. Well, t- before we get into it, I mean, tell us yeah. a little bit about Wild Wild Wets. I know that... Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, to correct you on one point... All right. Not co-founder, but... Not co-founder, okay. Original As soon member. as the words came out of my mouth. No, like, ah. you know what? Not, not to split hairs here. <laughs> that's what we, that's what <laughs> I we know, do. I know. I kind of have a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I 
am an original member and they had founded the thing. Well, the main reason I say that is because I don't want to take blame or credit for the name. Mostly blame. I love the I name. Love the name. Do you really? I love, I love the name. It's, it's a, a great it's a name. It's a polarizing thing. <laughs> I it. didn't like it when I joined it. Greg, what is that, Greg? I didn't say nothing. I said, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, man, I'm in the red, not chili peppers. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. well, well, that sounds a We want right. chili peppers. We yeah. want chili Already. Well, it's a good name. It's a good name. Even if you don't want to take credit for it, that's fine. Uh, yeah, so uh, I came up and, uh, all right, here's the real story. If uh, I'll try and do it quick. I was walking down a street in San Diego and they had like a farmer's market type thing. Mm-hmm. And I heard, I heard this kid playing a guitar with one of these pedals, with a Line 6 uh, looper ah, pedal. Sure. And uh, it was phenomenal. It was like blues guitar, Black Rebel Motorcycle Club type stuff, like looped. And then he was like playing harmonica and like singing and doing all the slide guitar and like changing tunings to do the next track. And it was phenomenal. I gave him my number. I was like on a flip phone, I think. I didn't even have a smartphone yet. I moved to San Diego 12 years ago. So it was, for me, I was a poor kid. I didn't have a a smartphone yet. Gave him my digits and whatever. Didn't think anything of it. And then like I kept seeing this kid around town randomly, but he was like clearly strung out on heroin. Mm -hmm. Not a member of Wild Wild Wets, by the way. Um, Okay. Uh, but a success story in his own right. This guy, Tommy Graff, had a band called Dark 30, which was like blues rock project that I loved. Okay. And he needed a bass player, and he hit me up, and I said, well, I don't play bass. Well, I have played bass. I've recorded <laughs> bass. I've never played bass live on a stage, but I've recorded lots of bass. Come on down. Amazing. Right away. Loved it. Teach me the riff. I, I, it was the first time in a band where I ever just like, oh, Tell me how to play it, and I'll learn it. And oh, nice. now I'm learning. And uh, <laughs> and then the drummer was uh, not that great, but <laughs> the drummer. Sorry, Nick. Yeah. No, it's, it's okay. It's a reoccurring theme. I know. I know. That's all right. I, I, I was listening in before you uh, telephone. Before we call. Yeah. 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 But the drummer had all these projects. So next thing I knew, I was in zero bands in San Diego. I knew nobody. I lived with my toxic ex-girlfriend okay. and and then two weeks later i'm in like three bands because i played <laughs> all of a sudden i play bass yeah you hit, you hit the vein i borrowed and a bass from this guy and then i went from zero bands to three bands and one of the bands was wild wild wets and they hadn't played a show yet they had been in a they had members of other projects and they started this like rock kind of thing that they wanted garage rock kind of thing and they had like two songs to their name or you know, to their mind, and then we just mm-hmm. started churning. I like jammed with them, and we just started writing songs. Nice. And like so, right away, it was like kind of took the reins. Like, nah, let's try this. Let's try it. You know, I want you need a bridge here. And then next thing you knew, it was just like we're playing a show. Our very first show is opening up for um, two bands that I still love, uh, Cosmonauts and the Night Beats at the Soda Bar here in San Diego. And nice. uh, Night Beats are still one of my homies. Like I love Danny. Fast forward all that. Not a co-founder, but like the founder in a way. It's like they had this idea and they knew it and then like they needed that other guy. And I think they had had a few people leave them before it even got off the ground. Right on. And then it was like we had our first practice and he's like, I'm going to book a show. And like Mikey Turi, my 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 mate, my uh, other half, you know, just 
made it happen. And then it was like, once you have a deadline, you know how that goes. It's like, yep. yeah. Hey, guys, Crunch we're playing. Crunch we're, time. Yeah, we're playing in two weeks. We got this great show. Oh, no, we only have four songs. Well, we better write a bunch more. Yeah. So, oh. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. So I, I know on the um, the first record that I heard from you, 14th Floor, yeah, uh, you had three listed members. It was you and Mike and a drummer. Yeah, but on this record, it looks like just it's just the two of you. So there, there was one other guy on the first record actually on Fourteenth Floor. It's uh, Ryan Vincent Bohan. Okay, he plays guitar on. He was the live guitar player, and uh, truth be told, I was a bass player, but I always played like I always recorded lead guitar. So we would do like our first thing was we went to Big Fish Studios, which is this rad studio and. Uh, and Rancho Santa Fe, where Blink-182 did Enema of the State and Dude Ranch and Stone Temple Pilots Core was recorded there. It's this, really? weird, it's this weird guy's house. It's great. Um, <laughs> and we did three songs, and uh, I was the bass player, but then like when it came time to like, then I was like, all right, I'm hearing all these guitar parts. So I, on songs like Totem and Criminal Blue and uh, Realized in Redwood, I would lay down these little guitar things, these leads and stuff. Fast forward to our first tour, our first extended tour and uh the guitar player just flaked out last minute he's a great guy <sighs> but he, he kind of he had a relationship and things and basically we scrambled it was scary it was like we had this 10 show multi you know to here in austin and back san diego to austin and we had 10 wow. great like not like good shows like really yeah. good like the kind of like oh that's really great we're playing with who what that's cool so it was like crunch time and I switched from bass gu- to guitar because we thought it would just be easier to teach someone. I knew that I could teach someone else my bass lines. The bass mm-hmm. lines, yeah. And I already knew the guitar parts and I could make them more the way that... We, yeah. 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 It was easy. Yeah. So it, it just it was one of these weird things that happened because of him getting a girl pregnant or he thought, I don't know. <laughs> let's, call, let's call it kismet. Let's get it's called Kismet or Cosmic, uh, as or we Cosmic, whichever, yeah. whichever. Yeah. So now you're the guitar main guitar player, right? Slash bass so player that, slash string guy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, just like that. <laughs> I mean, uh, like thinking about Pink Floyd, right? It's like <laughs> Sid's the guy, man, and then he's like, oh, Sid's f-ing crazy. <laughs> Roger, you're the guy now. Like, why are you the bass mm-hmm. player? What are you talking about? Uh, it's just weird stuff. Yeah, it was kind of. Uh, yeah, I never drew that parallel, but it's kind of like that. It was like one of those. It was like, a, you know, drawing for straws, but yeah, it's, cool. you know, bands do it, you know? Yeah. So cool. for this record, oh. it, it was it primarily you and Mike putting these songs together? It was me, Mike, and Yi, who was already mentioned, unfortunately. Uh, this guy, Marco, um, you know, like I said, I told you in the beginning, told you when we talked a few weeks ago that I'd be brutally honest, and the Sauvignon Blanc is making it right. Go. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's a crazy uh, relationship with that. And uh, he was the third guy. He's always the most motivated. Him and Mike were kind of the. He was the one that pulled me into this band. But he's also like almost Mert killed me and other people a few times. And uh, okay, there's okay. a lot. There's a lot of amazing stories, untold stories. But maybe they'll get told today. Of <laughs> <laughs> guys like to share right yeah um, yeah do tell do tell yeah. so it's, it's i mean we it's you and i it's have been, been through s- similar situations back in baltimore with oh yeah a similar band men right? it's crazy that we're alive 
it, 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 crazy. Some days, it's I, some days I do wake alive. up. <laughs> it's crazier <laughs> that he's alive. Yeah, that he's alive and doing mm-hmm. strangely, yeah. feeling strangely fine. Believe it or not. Anyway, <laughs> let's get into the new album if we can. Yes, if we can. I'd love um, to do that. Love always, man. Yeah. Um, where does the name come from? Where did it come from? So that was a cool conversation. I wrote Love in the Lost and Founds at home on a, a loop station on a, one of these big old mamajamas. Oh, oh, the serious one. The big oh, yeah. one. The big oh, yeah. one. RC50. I, I just kind of wrote it on the RC50 one day, and I really liked it. And I never, like, fully given a band. I, I like always like to spark a song and then see what mm-hmm. happens with whoever we're playing with. And then, like, but it was the first time that I was like, now this is the whole song. It's done. Awesome. You know, usually yeah. I'd save that for something. Yeah, it was just like all, or I thought it was. And Mike had all these lyrics, and we'll get into that later. But once that song got written, I was like, man, I, I love this kind of what I'm feeling. And it's just so funny because this was three years ago. There wasn't a pandemic in sight. This is right. a pre pandemic. We literally were in the studio um, almost this exact time three years ago. It was June, first week of June, three years ago. Um, we were in the studio recording the all the basic tracks all you know four days in this and big in uh singing serpent studios in san diego so all the bass drums guitars a lot of scratch vocals and most of the vocals actually for 12 songs it became nine for this album wow. there's there's wow. three there's three more that are on the thing but yeah and then we started talking about us it. It like love like the the word love has to be in the album but what's so funny is fast forward to right now this moment three years later Red not uh, hot chili peppers. Can we get the? Uh, <laughs> they just came up with an album called Unlimited Love. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And then, I was going uh, to bring that up. Some Kanye track had a love thing. There's a love. Some I don't know. It just seems to be everywhere all of a sudden. I I saw some other album that had love in the in the title. There was like yeah. three, like a bunch all at once. Like this is everyone's coming out of isolation and thinking what the world needs now. Hey, man. Kind of does, though. Yeah, yeah. kind of does. There's, yeah. There's worse sentiments, sentiments out there. Right. So we, we, we thought of that in a car, on a car ride. And we were, uh, I was giving Mike a ride across town. And I said, the album's got to have love in it. And, we, and he didn't like Love and Lost and Found for the whole album title. And we, all these things. And then he said something about love always. And I just, so what's really cosmic, kismet, if you will, about it is that the first track is called Always Guilty. And the second mm-hmm. side is Love and Lost and Found. It's Always <sighs> Love. There and the is. album is called Love Always. Love so Always, beautiful. It's kind of funny well, that we, those words are. Should we open with that? Love and Lost and Found? We should open with the beginning. You gotta start at the beginning, man. Always guilty. Whoa. Always, Always guilty. guilty. Yeah. All right. Here yeah. we go.
Nice. Nice. Yeah. Great opener. Yeah. So that, what's really funny about that song is that it was written to be the opener. And <laughs> I, I, I would never think to do something like that, but uh, I'll give you yes, a quick... Yes, you would. Yeah. I would. know you. That's exactly how I think. <laughs> That's how you write um, songs. <laughs> I, I'll tell you the truth. We were uh, we played this show on New Year's Eve. This guy saw our show and he liked it so much that he was like, how do I help you to the next level? Wow. And it was that... It's wow. Almost, it's kind That's of cool. what... It's kind of what every band. That's what you're hoping, right? Yeah. You're usually Knock hoping somebody socks off that matter. Yeah, somebody that's right. important enough to help you along. Or with deep pockets, or or both. Sure. sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, every everyone you're just trying to uh, help affect, and then some people have more to give back. This guy, uh, J.C. Mendez, Giancarlo Mendez, is phenomenal. He's such a great human being, and he prides himself of being a producer in the grand sense of the word and he is he's he he's a video editor he makes a full-time living you know managing a team that does video work but um he's also a musician and a rapper and all kinds of things you know and nice. a, an auteur of, of sorts and a, and uh he just loved our we played two sets in the background of the casbah on, on new year's eve and he just loved it and he's like he came up to said problematic drummer first and then talk to all of us individually, but it was like, I just want to help you. Like, I want, I see that you guys are so much bigger than you. And this is at a sold out show, you know? At the That's moment. amazing, he's like, dude. He's like, I think, I, I, I believe better things for you. So he's our, he's our, uh, he's our angel on this album. You know, this is his album, you know, that we Your wrote. Patron. Yeah. It, he's our patron saint. We kind of, we wrote this album kind of for him. And I kind of wrote this album for our old drummer in a way because that's how i work it's like whoever i'm working with i'm gonna like i'm such a pleaser that like whatever i'm doing i'm gonna like try and be like do you like this do you like this yeah i did that for you do you like it and and that's probably why i hated this album at times is that it's like (laughs) 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 but no i think i think it'll stand up i I mean it's standing up to me right now and it's like i'm gonna be the biggest critic of it because that's how i operate yeah that's natural that's natural exactly well, I, lo- oh, I love I love the bridge on that song. Yes, it's, it's so, fantastic. I'm Go glad ahead. that you say that. We so we just played our uh, sold out show back at the Casbah, but like a multi room thing, and it was kind of oversold out because it wasn't pre sold. So they do this thing where it's like, ah, you're cool, you're cool, and you know they end up making more money on those shows. You know, it yeah, was sure. packed. It was packed. It was a circus. It was people some drinks. rotating. If you've never been in the Casbah in San Diego, it's a uh, there's a front and a back and the secret hallway and it's just like as a shark you can keep swimming and it's wonderful. It's wonderful. <laughs> uh, but we opened up with the bridge, so we we were writing the set and I was certain of the set the sequence. But I was like, if it's not working, I gotta figure out some other reason why. And it would so instead of doing the big schlocky rocky guitar intro that's on the album, which makes sense because you never heard it, but on the, we did the bridge. And it you was open like with the bridge yeah. with uh, conga player Jason Crane from Rocket from the Crypt on congas and Dave Mead on drums. And we did this like uh, an extended bridge of like, yes, come in, come back yeah, in, yeah. like come back in the smoking patio. And like, it, See, that's it, what yeah. I'm talking about. You're yeah. always talking, you're always, you're setting the experience. You're making yeah. the, the experience. experience. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's, and if it's that special thing, like I was there that one time. Cool. It's special. It seems like it, it does the mix change after the bridge, or is it continually changing throughout? Because the drums are definitely way in the back at the beginning, and then by the end they're like up front. I definitely noticed that one. So I'll tell you this: uh, the album was mixed by a guy named Dan Moore, a Latin Grammy Award winner, which is okay. cool. 
It's funny. I've never met. I've uh, no. I think I met him once for two minutes. This is JC's friend from LA. Um, so Craig, if uh, you know, if you need mixing up, yeah. he he actually is is he has a Latin Grammy for some work that I don't know, but he also did Harry Nilsson's recent posthumous album, really, and mixed that, which is a freaking wow. cool credit. Yeah, like, I love. Wild. Yeah, like I thought the Harry Nilsson thing was like great when I looked him up when the JC wanted his buddy to do it. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but he, so here, here's the dirt on that is, is is the hardest song for him to mix. Really? Hand, hands down. Hands down. It's a lot he, going on. He sent us so many mixes that we were like, no, sorry. Really? You got like more notes, more notes. And he probably hated us for it. Like it just wasn't working. Like it just wasn't, man. Um, it's funny because other songs in the album, like Oh Vivian, some of the more straightforward things. But this and the cut were really hard for him to kind of find what we do. And Isn't that we, always the way, though? We had to use a lot of verbiage to kind of get him there. Mm-hmm. But I, but the reason that this had to be song number one is because it's like the mission statement. It's like, uh, okay. come take a ride with us, you know, like yeah. get on board. And it's also like sounds like what we are projecting to sound like. It's like, the, yeah. I think I bought what I thought I bought kind of thing, <laughs> even though yeah. like we're not. It's like, it's like the most psych rock quote quote unquote yeah. song yeah. Mm. so uh joe i remember being a kid and reading this joe perry quote from aerosmith you know that guy <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh he said Familiar something with like joe perry, yeah. he's like he said, asked him about a songwriting process he's like oh, sometimes i just pick up different guitars and like that guitar writes a riff and i remember being young and being like that sounds like utter bull <laughs> that sounds like some rich guy dickhead stuff right. and years later i totally know what he's talking about it's yeah, like man because a hollow body, you're gonna play. So Greg, you know what I'm talking about. You're gonna play. So totally. You're gonna play. You're gonna play the room. You're gonna play the instrument. Uh, sustain. This thing has a short sustain. Yeah, so you let, play differently. You play different. Uh, different ideas come. I mean, I know. Um, uh, we've talked about these guys before, and Tejan, I don't know how familiar oh. you are with like uh, uh, animals as leaders, uh, or like these uh, dudes. They play like seven, eight string guitars. Uh, anyway, no, the, but no. they but they make their <laughs> they 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 make their own guitars now too, and. Um, one of the things what they're like north star is like if I, when i pick up a new guitar i should immediately start writing absolutely it, 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 like that's that's like the that's the metric for a good instrument hmm. i'm i'm like, completely superstitiously uh with you and all three of these guys that i lined up here today uh, th- these are the main ones on the album this is a 67 the, hogstrom. the 67 hogstrom that's my like everyday all the time live guitar this is yeah. the 12 string that when mm-hmm. i bought it I wrote Always Guilty. Ah. Um, and I knew that we needed an opener song. And that guitar was just there at the store. And I had already bought Hog. Uh, that Hogstrom was, you know. I, I, le- I pulled over on the freeway after seeing that guitar and was like, I'm sorry, I made a great mistake. Please let me buy it. Like, I will give you, like, please put it on hold. I, I don't know why I left. It's and, got a uh, big neon sign underneath it for, for Tejan. There's a track on Prism. Uh, literally, the first three chords I ever played on it were G minor, C minor, D minor, which is really sad. <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it, it's a song called The Surf, and it's track 10 on Prism, and I had to fight for it to be on that album. And it's this cool instrumental track with trumpet, and just Mikey actually played the drums because uh, the other one had threw a fit that day and uh, and it's that it was that guitar's first song like right when we met hands it was like Dude. literally nice. and then and then always guilty is the first song on that one and uh and then the hoff the 
the freaking Hoffner is just how I learned how to be a musician, I think. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, baby. it's for me, it took learning how to really be a bass player to learn how to be a guitar player. Mm. Hey, I'm with you on that, man. Yeah. yeah. I'm totally it, with you on that. It'll make you such a better guitar player. Yep. Yeah. You well, know? I think just, I think just a, a, a <sighs> musician in general. And I, I, I'm, I was in yeah. the same boat when I, when I moved to LA. I mean, I, I was, I was picking up some work, but I was definitely like, you know, I, I'm trying to hit the ground running, and I just started yeah. telling people I was a bass player, you know, because I had the, a bass. You I will hit bass. the ground at work yeah. speed, my <laughs> yeah. friend. <laughs> yeah, and, and and suddenly, yeah, I landed some gigs, you know, uh, some good ones, you know, some touring stuff. They didn't but know it, the difference, you know, but, but but I had to get better. You had to get better at yeah, bass. I had right. to get better at music, you know. And then to, it makes you better at guitar and everything. Well, like you yeah. said, well, a better musician. Yeah, I actually was talking to a friend of mine uh, yesterday who's a beast. He can play anything, like top-tier guy. And he, he was saying, uh, I was telling him the story about the wedding gig, and he, and he was like, who, who was late, <laughs> you know? Oh, he like, He's like, as long as it's not the bassist, man, because you're screwed oh. if he doesn't show up. Because right. he's like, because the he's like, if the drummer's like, eh, the, but the he's bass player's good, he's got diva points. Like the singer, gonna, but, the singer but, can be late, the drummer can be late. He just saying he was he was saying like the bass player can kind of help everyone, you know, yeah, in, a, in a way in a way that like true. nobody else has that power to like really right. help the, push the drummer along and like yeah. provide the provide like the harmony and like the hits and everything. It mm-hmm. sounds so, kind of Dungeons and Dragons, but they kind of do have like a foot in each little <laughs> camp with that. It's true. It's yeah. true. They're like the yeah. the lukewarm yeah, yeah. water. The lukewarm yeah, water. They are. They the, are. Lu- the Derek Smalls. <laughs> Hold things together. Well, yeah. speaking of holding things together, the yeah. second track on the album is Ooh. called Holding. Yeah, that's, that's a phenomenal and this, segue, And Jay. this one knocked my mm. socks off Deja oh, thank you man you copping some Ryan Adams feels on this one oh baby. whoa our drummer oh. our current drummer is a huge Ryan Adams fan is that right he loves right, Heartbreaker well, I'd, so. anyway this one's called shout Fulton. out Dave Mead <laughs> really love Mike's vocal phrasing. I really do on that too. And uh, the phrasing is kind of what makes it like when he first came at me with that, because I, so, so I'll tell you real quick, I'll, I'll say this is a good lead into this. There's a few process that this band writes a song and I'm sure every band's Ooh, yeah, got their let's things. Get into this. Yeah. This is the stuff that, you know, all of us can relate to as far as the musician style is that either usually it's just some organic moment that happens in a room and that's my favorite way to write music sure. where there's just no 
Maybe because I'm lazy. But it's just not just something it's, happens it's and it just pops. <laughs> yeah. And then mm-hmm. another favorite way, actually, is uh, I write it at home and I purposely leave it like nah, 60 to 80% down. Yeah. With that room for interpretation. And this uh, on a loop station, usually. And I, I keep telling this to dads with kids with guitars like, buy them a loop pedal. They make them play on time. No, seriously. It's like, you know, you have to kind of get it right and then you can play rhythm and then you solo. Then you play lead. You figure out all these melodies. You figure out how like music works and like counterbalances itself. And like, I've been writing, John, you know me. I mean like ghost notes, all that stuff, you know, like (laughs) Safer Club. Like that's when I started kind of like figuring out my own. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is now I'm like getting this a little bit more. Your own sound, yeah. So this was a loop station one, and I had endless avenues to go with it when it came in. And I gotta admit, when Mike first wrote that vocal, I was, for some reason, like it's not enough. It's like too minimal. <laughs> like that, there's just a few. Words. But I like that he gives you a little bit, and then he gives a little bit more, and then he gives a little yeah. bit more, and then he yeah. gives you a little bit more. And now exactly. I love that. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's he's holding and the lyrics. He's holding it back. Points, he's, holding. he's holding back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So you know, I told you I'd be. Uh, open because he was in one relationship that was ending as another was beginning but cross fade mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. style and this is about all that and I, I think it's like highly relatable And it, it, but the, the lyrics are so ambiguous that it's about this that or the other thing too and highly yeah. specific when he says uh, there's a easter egg of like what uh, Patty talk, and Ronnie you know you got it Nick got <laughs> it actually, that was my question who are Patty and Ronnie it's Patty, Patty Smith, Smith Patty Ronnie Spector Thank you, Jay Rossman. <laughs> so this, the whole album, we didn't think about it, but it ended up being like an ode to like rock and roll, you know, again, quote unquote, like this is our like Oasis <laughs> record. You know? Wait, it felt like a personal yeah. song, so I didn't know if that was like, like yeah. people in a circumstance, part of a circumstance. Right. Or, that's or, what's so yeah. good about it though. That's yeah. because it is so personal. It's like, that's what I, I had to ask him, Nick. Really? I didn't, okay. I didn't know that. Jay, Jay figured it out. I'm with you, dude. Oh no, yeah. no, man. Come on, Patty no, with an I. No, Jay Who else figured could it be? Oh, he read Patty the with, lyrics. Patty she, with an she I. Spoke, she spoke of Patty, and I talked about Ronnie. I loved, and the the preceding line to that is, "We journeyed through the covers." Right. Which kind of gives the next line all away. All of that. Right. We're going through the cover songs like that. Right. That was, that's great. Cover man, the songs. Lyrics the yeah. sheets. Yeah. Of the double entendres, nice. Also, um, I will say this too. Uh, that's another one where I'd written it, and we had live bass players. We had two different ones. We had Sarah Litton, who's amazing, but there was some too much Still. fun stuff. And then like uh, Albert, and it was like he's our current bass player, but he like wasn't quite there. And like this is another like all these songs. I mean, I had to I had to write the bass after the fa- I had to rewrite the. I just knew that we had to go in the studio, the three of us, the way we did Prism, just because it was the mm-hmm. only way it was going to get done. Right. We were spe- for this is the first time we spent someone else's money. We had always mm. spent our own money, and that's it's scary a different kind enough. Of pressure. It's scary yeah. enough. Yeah. But to spend some other ones, someone else's money, yeah. who's willing to put up lots of money, is always it's, guilty. Yeah. Thank you. It yeah. it is well done. It it well wait, well. Wait, said, wait, sir. I have I have a sound effect for that. There it is. Thank yeah. you. I, I will say this too, uh, Matt Van Allen, who uh, shout out to him, who's the engineer that did our very first EP. We brought him back uh, from Big Fish to do this at Singing Serpent for this record because we liked working with him. He's so easy. He says that this is the 
and this guy recorded. He has a Grammy for uh, Ravi Shankar's daughter. Uh, Zal- Nora Jones. Uh, <laughs> the legitimate. He one. has a Sorry. lot of daughters. <laughs> hey, okay. <laughs> He's got uh, a lot of daughters. <laughs> so, nah, it's painful. painful. No, Anish Shankar, I think. Uh, oh. um, but uh, Matt says that this is his best bass tone he's ever gotten on this album. Mm. All right. And specifically this track. And I just thought that was a huge compliment. Yeah. It was basically a two take bass line when I did it because we don't usually demo, but for this record, we did demo holding. I recorded on Ableton, like multi tracked and really cared mm-hmm. about it. Holding mm-hmm. the cut. And um, I can't. There was maybe, uh, the pulse, which isn't on the album, which is on the next. So all right, let's keep rocking. Let's um, keep rocking. We're getting into like the meat of side one, yeah. which mm-hmm. to me is like we're entering prime yeah. Cajun territory. Like yeah, this me, next one's like, interesting. Yeah, this this next one's called "Say So," and I imagine you have some things to say about this one, Tejan. I, I hope do. so. Cool. out of the gate on that one yes the vocal effects yeah that's what mikey does so that's like so our main thing does, does when he works the vocals out is he is is he doing it with with like the effects already applied yeah so when you go see wild wild what's live that's what it's all about so he's got um um kind of like i'm talking to you right now which you can't see on a guitar stand on a keyboard stand with the, my laptop and stuff as like a makeshift okay. table he's got a makeshift table with his uh pedals and his little uh mini korg synthesizer and his mini moog if he brings that out and he's got the little pedals and he's just real time doing those effects and that's always kind of been in a way the calling card of the band is that he does all these cool like that's happening live and it's it's usually really that's kind of like i'm glad that you said that nick because i was i was like in the car today and like you know i was like oh well let me listen to the cut. What the heck? <laughs> and uh, when he goes, what? Oh, 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 it's like, ah, I take it for granted. It's like such a cool thing. Yeah. And yeah, it's it paces so well. I just, I was like, man, they couldn't have done this after the fact. Right. So he's just doing it with the DD5, the nice. Boss DD5. Yeah. And he's just twisting knobs in, uh, just completely haphazardly and just landing on things by accident. No tap tempo, nothing. That's amazing. And I remember the, seeing... Uh, yeah, I remember seeing Mike Mike Patton with Phantomus like playing around with 
that kind of that kind of rig. Right. And, he, and, like, and, like, and like several microphones. Right. You know? A lot of guys will uh, do that. The two mic, they'll do the straight mic, and then they'll do the yeah. crazy mic. But Mike Turry is always just in the crazy mic. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. That's the one. Crazy that's the one you want. If you, have to, right. if you have to pick one, that's the one you want to keep. Much I was to also, the dismay of many a sound guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I bet. How but many DIs do you need? Yeah. I'd say. Um, that, you, you ever heard of a band called Jeff the Brotherhood? You I know, have yeah. heard that name. Yeah. yeah I, th- 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 this track reminds me of those guys. Okay. Uh, cool. Yeah. Uh, we this, should check them out sometime. So, uh, for me, the personal full disclosure is this song has been uh, the toughest for me to like. Um, really? I, I've really? at times, I've at times really just disliked this song and just barely like been at odds with it. But I think it's because what we were talking about earlier. I think I kind of like wrote this song for the drummer. I was like making him happy in the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm just doing those lyrics, it was just kind of something that was happening in the moment. But then later, when I like thought about what the words could be like misconstrued as, it like bothered me, and yeah. I just had all these like mixed feelings. But what's crazy is that JC Giancarlo Mendez, who paid for the album and put all the love into making making yeah. sure it got done right, he loves the song. Okay, so great, man. that's his music video, and this is his lead single, and I'm more than happy. To, and I get it; it's fun. It's fun as heck to play live. It's like a it's like it's a cult fun. song brought it's in. 2020. Thank you, thank the you, cult, John. Right, Jay. This is this is you and me, dude. Uh, right. I thought it was like the cult, like the band, the cult. Yeah. Which Definitely. this is us going into. But butt you rock do that. Too. I mean, that's your, that's, yeah. that's your thing. Like you got uh, yeah. the the like, kind of like two like yeah, uh, a little bit guitar thing on the intro man it's great it's great and you got the background vocals on this one too like the say so say so right. say so is right so that that's confused a lot of people too like the mixing guy like dan didn't know at first it's like oh like and like even mike is like it's weird it's like all of a sudden i'm singing lead and then i'm singing backup and you're singing lead and mm-hmm. but i think that's us moving forward honestly yeah. is that we kind of do more of that and it's it's been happening like all, that overlap seems to build as the album progresses right yeah. Yeah. Right, and I think it's the next cool. album will be kind of more of that. All right, cool. in general. Yeah. All right, let me get into the next song here. Yeah, let's do it. Because I got, I got, I got some stuff to talk to you about. I'm losing, on I'm this losing one daylight, now. but this thing's not on. A, it's not visual, huh? <laughs> no, no, you're. Oh, fine. good. Oh, no, you're. you're I'll just keep you're talking safe. in the dark. Then, heard. <laughs> <laughs> this next one's called the cut. <laughs> I, I haven't talked to you about this song at all, so I don't know your opinion on this song at all. 
but I'm just talking as as a guy who's known you for some years. Yeah, it just seems to me like this is like the song that you've been trying to write your whole life. Like you know this cr- this <laughs> this song seems to be like the culmination of. Uh, I, I feel like you've written this song in a, a bunch of times before. So I but never this thought is, this. It's finally out on the platter now. I never thought this till today, but you and I kind of wrote a song like this called New Jersey uh, NJ Turnpike. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> I I feel like this is that safer club. Yeah, yeah. I kind of feel it, and I swear I didn't think about it until you were sound checking earlier. Jersey Turnpike. It's got that yeah. thing. Yeah. But also, I think it was kind of like a um, ode to like the Locust and like a bunch of San Diego like. Kind of, there's like this kind of like hardcore short song kind of vibe thing in San Diego mm-hmm. and like drive like Jehu and like uh, you know uh, one of our members is in a band with you know John Reese Swami from Rock Up in the Crypt and drive like Jehu and all those mm-hmm. bands and uh, and Hot Snakes and it was kind of like us having fun and just like mm-hmm. doing one of those mm-hmm. it, uh, but again it's like Say So where it's like this was like my favorite thing when I wrote it and it's what because it's one of the oldest ones like I've gone through so many like yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it I hate it I hate it I hate it I love it I hate it yeah um, well what's impressive about it to me is that you keep the energy up it's it, I mean it's, it's tough it's a very droney it's a very droney right. song it's so um, but you keep the dynamics going and you keep it interesting throughout the entire song and that's not easy to do I'm really proud of the bass guitar on this one uh, more than anything like um, yeah the first three songs we listened to were all flat wounds, and then this song is a P bass with uh with round wounds, and I needed like a full scale, and I needed to get like real scratchy, and it was t- it hurt like heck to play this song, <laughs> and uh, all the drums and bass are recorded live. We didn't do overdubs. Oh, nice. I did okay. like maybe like twenty five seconds of overdubs of bass on this whole album. Like all of it is caught in the room because we don't because so the process again is weird, right? It's me and Marco the old drummer in a room and because we've got so it's just me I'm playing bass and guitar on the album so depending on the song I'll play guitar okay on this song I gotta play guitar because we have to start it this way mm-hmm. that's take one hopefully I do good enough that I on take two to nail the drums I'm on bass and we can use that scratch and we're right. like I'm bouncing back and forth between the two rigs trying to find that like balance so that he can get the great drum take but whatever guitar and bass takes like 80% of the guitars are live guitars wow. and then like 95 percent of the bass are live bass it's nice. just a matter of like finding that right thing for each song mm-hmm. and enough uh, to, to provide the drummer the yeah the ability right to that the feeling cool. and this one was tough on him and uh, uh there is hidden camera footage that maybe we'll release one day of there this is why he's not in the band <laughs> uh, <laughs> Of him just like being such a dick during this song, and I'm just like, <laughs> like usually I'm the guy cracking the whip to push, and I'm just like I can't even, you know, like. So is this him on the whole album? It is him on every song on the album. Okay. Um, on the drums, unfortunately, we thought about maybe cutting him out, and when we get to the end of this whole story, um, you'll you'll know why, and it's just yeah, it's just okay. crazy. It's just crazy. Okay. But yeah, right. that uh, that one is a lot like the demo. It's the only time I've recorded a guitar solo exactly like the demo, which the demo was me just effing around. And then yeah. when we got time to go in the studio, which I don't usually do demos, I was like, oh my God, I have to figure out how I did that thing with the yeah. two guitar and the unison. <laughs> so I just like, I'm trying to really do it 
um, recreating it, and it's 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 fun. Like I, you nailed it, man. The guitar sounds yeah. I just on the album in general just sound great. I mean, Thanks, they really man. they fly out of there. It's, there's, it's really good stuff. There's there's some moments where I feel like we left some things on the on the court, and the, to me, say so in the cut. The only reason I'm hard on them is because I know they could have been better. Mm. And whereas things like Love and Lost and Found in the Seer, we didn't even have written, and they turned out better. I can't wait to get to the Seer. Right, <laughs> right. So all right. Next, move along. We got one way. more on side A. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this one's called Carnavale de Lupo. far was the easiest song to record on the album is that right that's wild wild wets uh so if you ever come see the band live that's what we sound like is exactly that and beautiful uh, some of these other songs were like really pushing the envelope to kind of like meet this vision that we see in our head of us there's a song yeah right and then this is just us being us and i love it this is probably this is one of my favorite songs on the album but also just like when I'm like live, it's just so fun. Yeah, it's got to be a lot of fun. And, and, and it's as jazz every time. Every time it's different. Every single fill is different. Every guitar lick is different. And this awesome. is when we get to have fun. This is awesome. I love. Us. I love that uh, lyrical trope he uses. The I got it twisted around again. I love that too. That's that's a really cool little trick that he uses halfway through. What's crazy verse. too is the lyrics are like, um, you know, that's how they make you think you're sick or something like that. That's how they read you to stay sick. Right. This is like a year... The the lyrics are a year and a half before COVID. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's like when we play it live now, it's kind of creepy almost when it's like, you know, if there's some... You know, I just worry that there's some like uh, MAGA guy in there out there. (laughs) Yes! That's what I'm talking about! (laughs) Finally! Finally! (laughs) (laughs) I'm a little worried about that, but I mean, I think it's... he's, He's speaking this overall... You know, I like this song. I think this is like the most natural way that we write. This was literally just me coming up with a riff in the room, and then like, guys, play this. Oh, let's try this as a turnaround. And it's like one of those that's how I love to write, where it's just you don't write, you just do a thing, just create the song in the room, and writing the voice memo on your iPhone because you will that's not right. remember it. That's you gotta right. uh-huh. make sure it's the exact way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. is there any message to close out uh, side A while you put that one at the end? I think it just gets better, you know, uh-huh. like that lyric, like, you know, they say it gets better, and I think it does with age and with wisdom and with turning the record, all of it. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Indeed. 